0: Another episode of the Last Ones In Podcast, where being late to the party isn't a bad thing. I am your host, Jariah Archuleta. And with me today, to my left, we have Robbie. Hey, guys. And to Robbie's left, we have E. Hello. And today, the movie that we are going to be watching and discussing is Monty Python's Life of Brian. You know, the funny thing about this so movie is ahead. I've seen parts of it, I've seen the memes of it, I've
1: actually... I started to watch this movie, and it was one of those, like, I had to go, I had to stop to go do something else, and I never got a chance to finish it.
0: Oh, wow. Then you're in for a tr- So you've not, like, really seen it, then?
1: No, like, I haven't seen it all the way through, no. I just know, like, bits and pieces of this movie.
0: Okay, okay. Before we get to any of that, let's talk not shop. Robbie. Yeah? What's been going on in your life?
1: Uh. Oh, <laughs> that's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not just, uh,
1: still working six days a week
0: why stop it <laughs> stop doing that
1: capitalism like yeah i need to pay rent no capitalism. you don't live I, in a box ah uh, i wish i could afford rent in a box <laughs> <laughs> no besides that um i think like a funny little i had I, I guess you could say i had a funny little like told you so moment at work but in a way that didn't really help me <laughs> um the reason why is because like um a couple people were t- like um i can totally talk english today have you slept maybe <laughs> um i wasn't exactly like falling behind on parts or anything like that but there's a couple people that were doing like way better on their numbers than i were and i couldn't understand how they were doing it so fast and then i realized the reason why they were actually uh doing their job faster than me is because they were skipping steps and the company found out about that and i have a picture on my phone of like all the parts that we had to redo because of them oh yeah <laughs> which i don't even think it's all of them i think it's just like a estimated number of how much we had to redo because of them
0: so like you so, have the pictures of like
1: here's all the shit they fucked up yeah pretty much good but it's more or less of just like yeah the funny thing about that is i ran zero of those parts all of mine went through the final process because i did them correctly <laughs> and they were like you're doing such a great job here's
2: more work with no extra pay yeah pretty much
1: <laughs> yeah like this oh, is this is, is an idea of like how much there is
0: robbie just showed me a picture and that's a lot of parts
1: yeah that, that's a lot of totes holding parts how many how many parts probably is in one tote uh there's like anywhere between 35 to 40 holy shit and each one of those totes <laughs> it's probably like a thousand parts then right something like that like they ran like that for i think like a month without anybody realizing it holy crap do they still work there yes
0: and they're making life-saving devices for people
1: I mean, apparently I'm the one fixing their life-saving devices, but yes.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad somebody's doing it right then.
1: (laughs) I'm trying. I I try to keep that in mind with my job. Like, despite how much I complain about it and you saying you would never want to do it, like, I understand there's an importance to what I do. But because of reasons like this, I will not display where I work.
0: (laughs) Right, right.
1: It's just one of those, it's good that we caught it now instead of catching it whenever like they build the parts and then like the doctors are like, why isn't this working correctly?
0: <laughs> why doesn't this turn on? <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, uh, a lot of work. Uh, I have been catching up on a couple movies. Like one of the things is like they weren't deburring the parts, like taking the sharp edges off of them. And so like that's a lot of what I've been doing for the past couple of days. Uh, I did watch a movie at work while I was deburring <laughs> parts one day. So that was kind of nice. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never thought I would get away with watching. Like, I had to stop it. Like, it took me the full eight hours to watch that one movie. (laughs) But I technically watched a movie while I was at work. Yeah, it works. (laughs) Technically true. Yeah. I I technically watched all of Joker while I was at work.
0: (laughs) That's a weird movie to watch at work. (laughs) (laughs) While I'm just sitting there, just... Oh, that's fucked up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. But, uh... How is E doing today?
2: Hello, yes. Uh, I got a working demo for my game. Nice. Gotten some people to test it, gotten some good feedback, which is more than I can say for my last demo. Uh. <laughs> was it all bad feedback? It just wasn't much feedback. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think four people gave me feedback on the last one. Oh, yeah, I that's mean, bad feedback.
1: I was going to say, I know me and Dry gave you feedback when we got to test out the first level of the game. Yeah. Um, I
0: I do think that the game has something there. I haven't tried this new... This new build yet. Yeah, I yeah.
1: broke everything. It's a new game. No. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so it started off as a 2D side-scroller game. It is now a three-dimensional RPG game. Yeah, it is
2: now <laughs> a open-world post-noir. <laughs> I just it's a tower. Just going to keep saying buzzwords. <laughs> <laughs> Blockchain. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's been good. Uh, I think I've gotten some really good like changes made from feedback, too. Uh, one thing, no one knows how to start my game, so I need to fix that. That's bad. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they should know how to play the game. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, I like tried these things, and then I just started like mashing on the keyboard until I figured it out. I was like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it really shows. Like that's the thing. Like when you work so closely with something for so long, you get so tunnel vision. Yeah. Like in my mind I'm like, yeah, this is the easiest thing to start the game because it starts on the button to start it. I feel like I don't I don't know what control it
1: is. <laughs> a good example of something like that too cuz uh you know whenever touch phone or touchscreen phones started to become like a new thing and like all the companies were trying to get into it but they were trying to get around not getting sued by Apple so they <laughs> made these weird compromises to them. I had the I think it was like the BlackBerry Thunder or Lightning or something like that, whatever it was called.
0: Thunder, something thunder. <laughs> Lightning
1: and but anyways uh their touchscreen <laughs> or blackberry's touchscreen phone whenever it came out the one that actually had like a, a screen that whenever you needed to actually press something the screen would click that's cool but, yeah like that was cool but like apparently there was a learning curve to texting on that phone because like, someone would like be messing with my phone and like there wasn't a send button. You had to like open up a menu that had a bunch of other options and then press what? send through there. That's weird. Yeah. It's reasons like that why that phone was not successful.
0: Like It's not a mystery. They're like, yeah, we fucked it up. Sorry, yeah. guys.
1: This is also back whenever, you know, a touchscreen phone had like a 600 megahertz chip in it. So, right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's just things like that. Like people who are working at BlackBerry is like, oh, yeah, that's what our normal phones are like. Why wouldn't our touchscreen phone yeah. be like that? But uh, other than that, uh,
2: animating, still doing that still still going at the pace that it takes to animate uh,
0: <laughs> which is slug pace. Yeah.
2: Uh I have been watching stuff. Uh I watched the first season of Close Enough, so Yeah. It's so good. It's it's great. I would probably recommend it to you. You might get annoyed at parts, I don't know.
0: What is it again?
2: Okay, so it's a man who has a baby with his wife. Uh they are poor. That sounds can.
1: fun. Misadventures of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's a better. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can try explaining it because I had explained to a couple people and like pretty much everyone I've shown this to so far likes the show. I'll say that much. Okay. Um. It is about a couple. You know, they do have a. They have a six-year-old daughter. I think is how old she is in the show. And they are currently living in a duplex with a divorced couple, so that way they could send their daughter to a nicer school in L.A. But you know they have to live with a divorce couple in order to actually afford to live in that area. And it's kind of like, it, it's real life scenarios of like things that would happen whenever you're 30 and living in LA and trying to raise a six year old, which just like one thing pu- are pushed way out of proportion yeah. to make it like fanatical,
0: if you will. So it's like a classic sitcom scenario. Uh, I don't know if I was a situational comedy.
1: It's situational mm. comedy. But then like I said, something is blown like way out of proportion. When I say like way out of proportion, like, to like the nth degree. So like it's situational comedy but also absurd comedy.
0: Yeah. Okay. You have
2: to watch Like the only thing I could say is if you watched Regular Show, which I know you didn't. No. No. It I has a not. very similar setup uh as the classic season of the seasons of the Regular Show they That's a different topic. Okay. Um <laughs> I mean, watch Two episodes, I would say. I don't think the first episode's that great. I think the second episode... No, like,
1: yeah, the second episode, like, there was a couple times I legitimately was laughing out loud while watching it. First episode is the setup,
2: second episode's like, here's what our show is.
0: It's so weird that, like, you guys are talking about it and talking about so much praise for it. I haven't seen zero advertisement on HBO app for this.
2: Uh, That's because it was in, (laughs) it was just in, like... I'm, dev hell for a while not even yeah dev, it was what's it what's it called where it's just the show's done but no one actually is grabbing it production yeah. hell yeah production, production hell. hell that's a yeah. it was just in production hell for a long ass time yeah and um
1: i remember like a year or two ago seeing advertisements like oh it's gonna be on tbs and then it just never showed up on tbs and then eventually uh hbo whenever they went to their max setup ended up buying it because i think they just needed shows to like
0: say like look at all the stuff we have but, but like is it a show that like is like pushing the edge of like what comedy is or is it just not uh, something that appeals to the like, masses a little bit. i will say so, for adult comedy
2: yes i don't think there's an adult comedy show that does what it does
1: it actually is really funny and like when i say everyone i've shown it to so far really liked it like Jill really liked the show enough so that we ended up binge watching it my mom actually likes that show even which i was not expecting next my mom does not
0: like anything animated I mean, I'll that check it out. That sounds familiar. <laughs> I, I like animated things. I don't know why you keep saying that. I enjoy animation things. I just don't, like, you know, yeah. clomp onto animation as being, like, this a thing. It's a genre. <laughs> you just don't
2: mind. see it as a thing. Got it. <laughs> it's a genre. But, um, yeah, it's, like, it's definitely a show for everyone. I think it will be, hopefully it does really well, because I think it would be very important for adult, for adult yeah. cartoons to learn from regular show. Because, you know, most adult cartoons now learn from Family Guy, which...
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's true. That's true.
2: But, um... I'd prefer
0: them to learn from BoJack, personally.
2: Yeah. I don't think you can have a lot of BoJack shows at the same time, though. No, it'd be
0: very sad, Yeah, like...
2: That's why, like... (laughs) I would love for more BoJacks, too, of course. But I just think, like, this and Midnight Gospel both would be good shows to fill in not BoJack's face. Okay. (laughs) Um, other than that, similar to Midnight Gospel, I actually watched the Adventure Time distant lands episode that's out uh that was really good i quite enjoyed it right away had the adventure time feel which i'm really glad about and interesting enough it only has one adventure time character weird yeah (laughs) it it makes sense if you watched it but um yeah i really liked it uh you wouldn't understand anything
0: oh good okay good so watch it immediately got it yeah
2: (laughs) i think it almost can stand on its own you just won't know who this character is okay that started watching Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts. I've only watched two episodes. I really like it so far, and that was most of that. But that's more than I usually watch. <laughs> that's a lot for you, yeah, actually. Yeah. That's probably like four hours of a show, and that's pretty high. Yeah, that's that's like a
0: you must have been on like a treadmill a lot this week. Actually, yeah, even <laughs> more. I finished Underhero, which is a
2: <laughs> so I, I, this was a crazy week for me. <laughs> Underhero is great.
1: I really recommend it to anyone. Cool. It's kind of funny. Like, Eve <laughs> discovers new shows whenever he's on a treadmill. Whenever I run on a treadmill, I discover new music. Dryer <laughs> reads books whenever he's on a treadmill, but he
2: doesn't run. He just knows, sits on a, I don't think he's ever seen a treadmill in real life.
0: No, no, no. That, that's where he usually sits. Is that, like, where you park before you get the pizza?
2: <laughs> no, it's like the mill you would see,
1: like, when you're driving past the trail oh got it was terrible. <laughs> no, i know that place that you put your chair on to like whenever you're reading and then whenever liz needs to grab your attention she presses a button it slides you off of your chair yeah yeah it's the, that thing the movie belt yeah the movie belt <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: but
2: that's enough of me taking way too long to talk about stuff how is
0: the life of jariah uh good it's very good i haven't been up to anything at all uh I want to buy some more 4K movies. I sent a picture to Robbie yeah. when I was there at Entertainment Mart Forum. Uh, Apocalypse Now 4K, uh, six-disc set. So it has every version of the movie in 4K and then also in Blu-ray and then a special features disc and then a documentary disc. It comes with the free VHS tape with the... Oh, and uh, the digital code for all those things also. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why that case is... Gigantic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bought that Apocalypse Now collection thing and then got the ultimate cut of Watchmen in 4k so one of those things i've been wanting and the other one uh i'm just uh i can't control myself and so i bought apocalypse now
3: no I,
2: I i think i'm gonna have to take your 4k player so you don't have a reason to buy more
0: but the thing is before i had it i still bought 4ks okay i'm gonna take your uh book case then that would oh. stop me from buying 4 ks yeah. that actually <laughs> is a thing is um <clears throat> a bookcase? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is a thing. Good job, Robbie. Here's a cookie. Uh, But yeah, besides that, I haven't been up to much. But let's get to it (laughs) Yep. for the actual point of this episode. Here we go. Monty Python's Life of Brian came out in 1979. And E. Hi. Since you haven't seen any of it. Correct. And Robbie has seen some things of it. Yeah. Since I, I want- saw the
1: beginning of the movie, I know what the plot is Yeah, for it.
0: I want you to go first. What okay. do you think this movie will be about?
2: This is about the titular Brian. He lives in
1: old Jerusalem land.
0: <laughs> That's my favorite theme park. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for half a second, I thought you were going to say he lives on
2: that old town road. I've actually never heard that song, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Mr. Brian is just trying to live his life, and then a bunch of people are like, Hey, Brian, what should we do with our lives? And he's like, I don't fucking know. And they're like, he's the savior. He admits that he doesn't know, just like a true messiah. And wacky hijinks.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> good. Yeah, you're actually <laughs> shockingly close. Um, you've seen some of it. Yes. So you have, a, you have the general idea of what it's about. Yeah, I have the general idea. Yeah. Um, which means we're going to go to the description. I don't own this movie. Uh, I looked into owning it beforehand. Entertainment actually did have a copy of it but I didn't want to pay $18 for
1: a used DVD. Like, the thing is, is that movie did have some controversies throughout it its we'll lifespan. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. So that's why it's hard to find now. Like, that's all I was going to say. Yeah.
2: Um, You're not allowed to make movies about people named Brian. It's just it's <laughs> controversial.
1: Yeah, it, it's super controversial.
0: So here is the description of the service that we'll be watching it on, which we'll get into in just a minute. Born in a stable in Judea, Brian grows up to join a group of anti-Roman zealots, but his fate keeps getting confused, with that of a certain carpenter it's the description and it's fairly accurate yeah so i guess we can talk about that right now this movie did have a lot of trouble when it came to certain areas of the world um there are certain places in the uk that it didn't have trouble with like they expected it to be fine there but you follow a man called brian yeah. and his life you follow his life while jesus is also being jesus and you get to see like The world of messiahs, basically. And, like, there was a messiah for everybody. And, like, every... And it just... It takes a dig at religion. Not necessarily Jesus or Christian faith. Um, I would say it's actually fairly respectful to the Christian faith, actually. But it's funny. In the United States, mostly, really, really did not accept this movie for some reason. What? I know. Uh, The The United States was actually, like, their... The primary place where... When they brought it over, because they put it out in the UK first, and it was banned in a couple places there for a little while. Not very long. It was also banned in Australia, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Australia fucking banned banned everything for a while yeah. <laughs> Australia doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> They're barely a place. If you're listening in Australia, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so when it came to the US, when they brought it over and they pr- premiered and all the pythons came over and everything, there were immediately protesters. Nice. Even protesters that they didn't expect, like rabbis dozens of rabbis there because there's one scene in the movie where a person in the movie has a headdress that a rabbi would wear but he isn't a rabbi. And so rabbis got pissed at that. (laughs) And like in interviews they're like, we didn't know that's what it was. We just thought it was like a really fancy looking headdress and we (laughs) thought it looked silly. So we put it on. (laughs) And like, there's just like so many things there was talk shows that they went on to argue about like whether or not they're trying to mock christianity and faith
2: and they're like no what are you talking yeah about? basically
0: <laughs> um it's so strange how how much hate this movie got for a very very long time just because it's within the realm of religion and comedy mm-hmm. and without people even seeing it they would just be like well i hear it's about christianity and a comedy and it's bonnie python so clearly they're mocking jesus Fuck these guys! Which, yeah. like, before anybody ever saw it, they already had that predisposition of, like, they hate religion, which is definitely not the case for most of the people, actually. Especially John Cleese, who uh, has quite a bit of faith and is extremely, extremely respectful towards people of faith. Yeah, I was going
2: to say, I, I'm fairly certain most of the Monty Pythons were religious.
0: It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like That
2: always makes me laugh, because everyone's like, oh, people nowadays are so sensitive, and it's like... These people got fucking pissed off at a movie they haven't even seen yeah. because it talks about Christianity in potentially maybe not the best light, maybe.
0: But that's not even Christianity. Like I would say the parts where Jesus is in the movie, that's handled very respectfully. Um in a way that a movie that is trying to talk great about Jesus or about faith would. Um it feels like tonally those kind of uh faith movies and then It just camera pans over and suddenly comedy like it doesn't ever take shots at Jesus specifically or Christianity. It's just mostly like general religion and how religion started is how is the kind of shots they took at it. But,
1: you know, there are those people like the like you said, the automatically here. It's a Monty Python movie that deals with Jesus and they automatically just nope, can't do it. It's banned everywhere now. Exactly Can't have
0: it. Burn the film. So I'm actually really excited to go into this. I think it is very, very funny. I don't think it has nearly the highest highs of a lot of Python stuff, but I think from start to finish, it's the most even of Monty Python.
2: I mean, Monty Python is such, like, how big Monty Python is. You can, I don't think it's fair to, like, say that everything's going to be as high as, like, Holy Grail and stuff, because it's, like, there's a reason Holy Grail is regarded, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, Holy Grail is one of those things. I guess I'll talk about it a little bit. They hated filming Holy Grail. Like, wow. that entire process to them was awful. They had two directors for it, and neither of them knew what the other was doing, and they would, one would start in the morning and do one thing, and the other would come in in the afternoon and do a completely different thing. Oh, good. Um, they were shooting in horrible conditions. The main actor, uh, who was one of the Pythons, was a horrible alcoholic at the time, and drinking literally a bottle of gin a day Jesus. before lunch, and, like, he couldn't remember his lines half the time, and they had so much footage from that, and they eventually, they, it took a long time for them to cut it down and, like, make it a funny thing like they weren't getting laughs at screenings for a long time and when they finally showed it to like a general paying audience people laughing like oh fuck thank god people like this because like they hated the experience all of them nobody has anything good to say about Sounds filming fair. holy grail
1: i mean it's one of those things like uh i don't know if we should get too much into it here but like uh i found out like the reason why like you saying that makes me realize like oh that's why that movie's so all over the goddamn place and like even The one thing that I hear the most about that is the ending and why they made that ending the way that they made
0: it. Yeah. um, From what I can tell, it's that they literally couldn't think of an ending. Just like the interviews that I watched, it's um, Eric Idle was saying like, they literally couldn't find an ending for the movie. Like, they kept trying and trying and trying to find something, they just couldn't think of anything. So it's like, okay, well, we don't have the time, we don't have the energy, we don't have the budget to make any kind of ending that we might actually want. So what if a policeman just comes and puts his camera in front of the lens and that's how the movie ends? Yeah. So that's what they did. And apparently Eric Idle's daughter fucking hates him for that ending. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like she's still to this day super pissed that that's how he ended that movie. Well,
2: that's the perfect ending. I can't... That's like... How else would
0: you end that movie? It exactly. It's set up throughout the entire movie so well. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's insane. But back to Life of Brian. I, say, I guess I should tell you where to watch it if you want to watch with us. Uh, you can do that at Netflix uh for subscription it's actually on a subscription service for once yeah and then what are the prices for the rentals Robbie like you said Netflix subscription
1: uh you cannot rent it on YouTube or Google Play you have to buy it so it's 12.99 on both of those okay but for Amazon Prime you can rent it for 3.99 there you go however it seems like everybody either has Netflix or has access to Netflix in some way shape, or form and this yeah, movie. everybody has a
0: cousin or an uncle that yeah. has their Netflix password so I, I think like 3 or 4 people have my Netflix password
1: yeah, I'm not going like, to lie go ask your uncle grandpa <laughs> <laughs> Uncle grandpa will definitely have a Netflix password
0: or he'll be using yours yeah.
1: one
2: and or the other And then
0: before you ask e,
2: yeah,
0: This movie is rated R wow for R for no really reasons. funny it's just R <laughs> anything I looked up there was no tags for it it's just it is R I imagine it's, they gave it to that just because of the religious stuff in it, probably, and they didn't want to say um, at the time, but that's what my guess would be. And Or for religion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then its runtime is 94 minutes, so oh, pretty quick in and out.
2: Yeah, very, That's a very Monty, Monty Python.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's kind of their belief, actually, for films, is that if they're going to do a film, 90 minutes is the benchmark. You can't do better, you can't do worse. It's going to be a film, it needs to be 90 minutes, and it needs to have a narrative.
2: I mostly agree with that. I'm willing to budge down.
0: I'm willing to be like, yep, 40
2: minutes. That's a film. That's
0: not a film at all. (laughs) That's a short at best. That's a film.
1: (laughs) I mean, to be fair, there's a couple of shorts that I've showed you that are like literally three or four minutes
0: long. Yeah. 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 But yeah, let's go watch this movie. All right. We'll be back here in a little bit, guys. Talk to you soon. And we are back from watching Monty Python's life of Brian so non-spoilery thoughts it's funny
3: that's
0: (laughs) that's,
2: I think that's really important distinction to make off the bat it's a comedy that is in fact funny it is incredibly funny yes I personally think the start's kind of slow
0: yeah yeah it is I don't I, I think that's due to the fact that it is their most narratively driven film because they only did the 3. They did Monty Python Life of Brian and then The Meaning of Life. And out of the 3, this is definitely the most narratively strong. There's definitely a first, second and third act to the whole thing.
2: I just think it's a little slow. Like, yeah, I agree. It being a first act, I think it actually takes half the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it so does take a while kinda... to.
2: <laughs> but um it's still funny like even if it is slow, it has good jokes throughout the entire first act. It's not devoid of comedy or anything. Um Yeah. I would agree it's not their strongest work, I would say.
0: No, like that's why I think I don't know. I think it's their strongest, but I don't think it's their best if that makes sense.
2: I guess that's fair. Like I get like that they're going for the narrative thing, I just don't think it personally needs as much build up as they gave it.
0: Right. And I think the thing about it is since it does have that narrative structure, there is like basically a very flat line of comedy. And there's like a couple of really really good jokes in there. But it never gets to, like, the insane highs of Meaning of Life or uh, Holy Grail. Um, those also, though, I would say, have much lower lows than Life of Brian. So whereas, like, those have, like, kind of, like, Hilly, I would say, in, like, comedy, Life of Brian is very flat. Like, it's it's funny throughout the whole thing, but it's not insanely hilarious in certain parts like Holy Grail or Meaning of Life.
2: Yeah, it actually is surprisingly still fairly relevant. Yes, that's really yeah, funny.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised how relevant it still is. Um,
2: and as we, as you alluded to, it's not really like anti-religious or anything. Like, no, there's nothing in there that would make me, that would make the average person, the average sane person, like <laughs> think that. This Have to is add that attacking. in there. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, you know, it's the one of those things think of how stupid you think the average person is and realize half the people are more stupid
0: they're always well, stupider than you could possibly imagine yeah um
2: so yeah all of that said i think this is at least worth a stream i think people should see this for sure
0: oh for sure yeah, even the yeah. worst monty python i think is worth at least a watch
2: yeah like so yeah that's little really where i lie um not the not like Anything groundbreaking, it's not gonna change who you are as a person, right?
0: Probably. Um, <laughs> There's some people you never know. I yeah. don't.
2: Yeah. Well, like, I, I mean, it's Monty Python. What they've done is so influential to comedy. Period. I think it's fair to say you should watch probably almost all of their works at least once. Anyways, so stream yeah. it.
1: All right, Robbie. I'm somewhat also like I I more or less agree with E on this one. I will say it is very much a monty python movie so it is silly just for the sake of being silly yes and kind of it does a really good job of like mixing almost like that cheese was for the brain style of humor with a couple like but they find a good way to hide in little critiques here and there of like actual conversations you would have about how like not so much that religion is silly but sometimes the people who follow it are just kind of blindly following it and right blindly being led along so like not so much that religion is dumb or anything but sometimes the people who are religious can be quite silly and naive at times
0: yes yes they can
1: that that's kind of the critique that you have so you have like that critique and that and that message in that movie just with like a bunch of really dumb humor in between it
0: yeah yeah basically
1: and it is like i said very much a monty python movie like you like that silly dumb humor of monty
0: python where it's just like okay like that happen because why the fuck not yeah like there's just a very silly joke in this movie biggest dickus. yeah and it's just really really stupid and it's so insanely stupid and silly <laughs> that like you almost don't react you're like wow that's dumb but they keep hammering on it for so long right. that, that it eventually, eventually becomes-, becomes actually very funny
2: like i think something that is often misunderstood about comedy is sometimes comedy isn't about the joke itself it's about the around the joke yeah Yeah, it's because like it's the
1: build-up or the surrounding narrative of said joke
2: right because like biggest diggis is a very juvenile joke Yeah, but it's because it's so juvenile you watch these very like stern looking guards just chuckling (laughs) and that's the joke like another example that i think uh pickle rick from rick and morty i think a lot of people misconstrued that joke as the pickle rick being the funny part Instead of Morty just being like, "Okay, so why'd you turn yourself into a pickle? Like, what's the benefit of that?" Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those, it's like one of those jokes, and there's a lot of jokes like that that are in, throughout Monty Python in general.
1: But yeah, uh, <laughs> I would say it's like I don't know if this is exactly like you said a buy movie, but this is definitely a rent or a stream movie. Like this is it's definitely worth watching. It's like, E site, it's surprisingly and shockingly still relevant today. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's just kind of like that sense of. I feel like with in 1979, people were critiquing it because it, you know, it's a comedy movie that has religious elements to it, and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. automatically they ban it. I'm sure there are still people today that look at it the same way of like, what? It's a comedy movie that has to deal with Jesus of Nazareth. We're never watching this.
2: Well, that's still funny though, because it barely has anything to do with Jesus yeah. of Nazareth. He's in but, the movie for like two minutes.
0: Yeah, it's actually funny that you say that. Like even now, people would say that the movie, um, in English town of Bournemouth, uh, this movie was banned. Until 2015. I
1: can believe it. Like, it's I, insane. Yeah, I was going to say another thing I kind of read up on, because I was saying, like, wasn't it in oh, banned in Australia? It was also banned in Ireland, for, mm-hmm. like the first eight years of it being shown. So, like, this was yeah. widely considered, If I, me- I could be wrong, but I remember this being, like, the most widely critiqued and widely banned Monty Python movie
0: ever made. There was also, I forget the town exactly, or the state, but there was a state in the South that banned it also. And it wound up being a thing to where, like, many things you see now is to where there's the protesters saying like go ban this thing and then there were anti protesters saying like this is freedom of speech, you can't ban that. This is what America was built on. Like there's actual uh, archive footage you can go back and look on of people anti doing the anti protests and the protests to it. And the reason why that governor or mayor or whatever ended up being I forget exactly banned it wasn't because he saw it and he thought it was offensive. It wasn't even because his wife saw it and she thought it was offensive. It's because his wife had a friend who saw somebody else see it and they said it was offensive. <laughs> and that's why it was banned in that state. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's America. Yeah. I remember <laughs> people
2: nowadays are too sensitive.
1: Yeah, yeah, nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a little non sequitur of that too, of like the 1980s, whenever they were trying to like blame all the violence on like rock and metal music too. And a bunch of bands like Judas Priest and Twisted Sister and all of them had to actually go to court. And be like, yeah, like our music isn't violent and it's not anti-Christian or anything like that. You guys are just looking for some kind of scapegoat to say like, this is the reason why everything's evil and it's our fault for some stupid reason. I think we're just going to deal with that for the rest of eternity. <laughs> yeah, There's like, always going to be some kind of scapegoat of like, goes, oh yeah, this is why, what's wrong with the world right now? So we should just ban it and everything will be sunshine and rainbows now.
2: Because yeah. yeah. it like goes D&D, rock and roll, yeah. video games,
0: comic <laughs> movies, yeah. and then porn.
2: They can't ban porn because the people who want to ban
0: porn also watch porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have to say they want to ban porn, but in the background, not ban porn at all. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's funny you guys
1: actually say that too, because uh, whenever I was living in Utah, they passed the weirdest (laughs) fucking thing there. It was uh, another non sequitur. I'll try to be quick about it. What happened is, I guess Pornhub had did a survey and said that People in Utah actually pay for more porn than any other state in the United States. But they
0: pay for it. God damn it. Yeah.
1: They actually pay for it. Like <laughs> subscription services. Like there's more right. of them in Utah than any other place. And they have such strict religious rules there. And so like hmm. they found out about that. And the governor found out about that. And he's like, we need to do something about this. Porn is now a national health crisis or is now a state health crisis. <laughs> we're actually not going to ban it. We're just going to label it a health crisis now.
0: Great. Yeah. Perfect. That's the solution. Yeah.
1: Which one that kind of goes along with, like, they didn't do anything about it at all. They just put a label on it and said, we fixed the problem. I bet
0: you whoever set that law watches porn. Probably. (laughs)
1: Like, they probably
0: set that law while they were watching porn.
1: (laughs) Going through their credit card information of, like, okay, well, I have 17 different subscription services. Which one do I want to get rid of?
2: But. Let's get a full circle jerk going on here. Whoa, no, <laughs> no. No. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. sorry, sorry. Let's, <laughs> let's go full circle. Jiraiya, what is your thought?
0: Um, yeah, it's good. All right. <laughs> no, it's very, very funny. Uh, I think it's a great send-up of not necessarily, necessarily religion, but religious people Yeah. and how often such small things can be misconstrued, especially... As having a religious background myself, having gone to church and Bible school and all that stuff for all of my life, up until I was an adult, um, just seeing like a very specific passage and how it can be used from different people in such very different ways, there's a very great part in this movie to where there is a sandal dropped, <laughs> and there are four factions within everybody who sees the sandal, and they all take it completely differently. I think that is, if there was like a thesis statement of this movie, that, for that five minutes would be like <laughs> what this movie really yeah, is.
1: definitely. I did watch that entire scene and, like, I kind of realized, like, I want to say, not even just the sandal part, just, like, within the 10 minutes around that sandal part, completely conveyed everything this movie is.
0: Yeah. But I think uh, what you were saying earlier, the movie does take a really long time to hit what I would call its stride. Um, And it's not really until Brian starts running away for the first time that, like, it hits, like, the really great comedy moments of, like, holy shit, this is hilarious, instead of, okay, that's pretty funny.
1: I feel like Monty Python very much is one of those comedy troops, though, like, where they just were sitting around and telling a whole bunch of jokes and they're thinking, okay, we like all these jokes. How do we fit this into a movie?
0: Well, I'll throw this in here. They had a very different writing style for this movie than anything else that they'd ever done. When they were doing the Monty Python's Flying Circus way back in the day before any of the movies, yeah. they would all group off. It would be two people writing together and they had like a writing style that was copacetic to each other. And so they would write and that's the sketches that they would produce. It's like... Okay, the smarter sketches, these two write those. The really dumb stuff, these two write those. And, like, the weird, wacky stuff, these two write those. And, like, they would never cross paths between each other until um, the last season, the last series. I I should say, they call it series over there. When John Cleese decided he no longer wanted to be a part of it. And so he left, and that changed their whole writing dynamic. And so everybody started working together suddenly, and I think you can see kind of that quality fall off in that later stuff. John Cleese would end up being the one who ultimately kind of... uh, Killed, broke up the band, yeah, as Yeah, I was going to say, kind of killed Monty Python in a weird way. He didn't kill them, but he definitely, he got bored, is what he says. He gets okay. very bored of projects.
2: I mean, I think that's fair. Monty Python went on for a quite a long time. It did, it did.
0: But, yeah, so after he was done with that, they also decided they were done with it. Basically, after, I think, seven episodes more without him, they were done. They didn't feel it was the same, yeah. which I, I agree. So, whenever they went on to do Holy Grail, they all got back together and wrote in the same old way they would. They sectioned off and they all did their own thing. They did not do that for Life of Brian. I they think it really shows. Yeah. They went and they got a vacation home. Um and they literally went on like I think it was like a two month vacation or something like that. And they all just stayed in this place and they wrote. And they all just got together and wrote and everything and they've like figured out the plot and basically from all of them they say this was the most cohesive Python at, had ever been. Like this, everybody was working together really well and everybody was really happy. Um, the guy who plays Brian in this, he also plays the main bearded guy in Holy Grail. Yeah. Um, he has had a sh- very hard life, I would say. Um, he came out of the closet, I think it was just before they did Grail, um, and John Cleese, the one who broke them up, he says he didn't have a problem with it. Um, <laughs> but he kind of did,
1: <laughs> I take but it. But you
0: can really tell when he's talking about it that he really does not like anybody who's not straight. Um, in a way, that's upsetting, actually, because John Cleese is a very funny man. But he has his prejudices. He very clearly does. Uh, in the interview that I was watching, the way that he put it is, it's not that I was appalled that he was gay, I was shocked. <laughs> it's as if Eric Idle came out and told me he was Chinese. I, I wouldn't be against him, I'm not against the Chinese, but I would just be shocked that he was Chinese. Oh, that's that's um, not a good way to put that. No, no, oh. that is uh, another way he put it. Is he thinks that Graham is a great person, but he just didn't have enough time in the oven to develop. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, police um, is maybe uh little prejudice, kind of a dick. Yeah, actually, yeah. in real life, which is again unfortunate.
2: I uh, just, I mean, that's just a fact of life. Is you have to learn the separation of person and rank.
0: Right, right, but yeah, so. Uh, Graham, the guy who played Brian, uh, he had had a hard life because he was in the closet for a very long time mm-hmm. and it was a time when it was much, much harder to come out. Yes. And so, because of that, he contained it all inside of him and the way he let that out, I was drinking. So, he became a vicious, vicious alcoholic. Um, like I was saying all through Holy Grail, he couldn't remember his lines. He sometimes wouldn't just be on set that day at all because he just couldn't get up. And the thing is, the Pythons didn't really, they weren't buddy buddy at right. all. Um, like, they didn't hang out really outside. Like, sometimes they would go to the pub together, but that's about it. Um, but they didn't, like, go over to each other's house for dinner or anything like that. They were very much
1: a working relationship.
0: Right, yeah, and they got along that way fairly well. So, nobody really knew that he was an alcoholic. They just knew he liked to drink. Until one day when they were off to go and shoot something, and they were like, oh, hey, we need to go and look at the script. And they opened his suitcase, because he was the one who had the script. And they went in, and they found a a half bottle of uh, vodka. And most of them thought nothing of it, but one of them was like, oh, he bought that bottle this morning and it wasn't even noon yet. And so that's kind of the turning point when they're like, oh, uh, this isn't just he's having fun or he's trying to goof around. Yeah, this is a real problem. Yeah,
1: this is, he drank half a bottle of vodka by 9 a.m. kind of problem. Right, basically.
0: And so there was a lot of problems with that as well on set. Khalees, obviously, had a lot of problems with that. He's, I would say, the most conservative of the entire uh, Python group. Pretty easily, pretty easy to say that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and so by the time they got around to doing Life of Brian, Graham, he kicked the habit. He said it was the worst three days of his life not drinking, and it was hell, and he would never wish it on anybody, but he's a much better person for it. Yeah. And so he was clean, and him and Cleese were talking at that time. They, they would talk after this as well. Uh, they remained friends. And so the whole group was together and just basically on a big vacation and riding together and having a really great time. And then how I mentioned earlier, they had a horrible time filming Holy Grail when they went to go film Life of Brian, completely opposite. It was heavenly. They went into it. They said it was effortless. It was amazing. It's probably the best experience uh, working professionally they've ever had in their entire life.
1: I think there is some importance to enjoying your craft. And right, like right. I think it's one of those things like we probably wouldn't be on episode 40 of our podcast right now if we didn't <laughs> enjoy coming in here and bantering about movies and everything else.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I mean,
1: I have to drink every time I come here, honestly. <laughs> As he takes
0: another sip out of his two liter of Coke Zero. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, back on track. Right. Ultimately, I guess, a very, very long hike for a very short drink of water. I do enjoy this movie a lot. What? <laughs> oh my
3: God.
0: That is a really good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> almost actually choked. <laughs> <laughs> so shocked and surprised, he almost choked on his Coke Zero.
0: not <laughs> even that. Just like spit. It was just spit came. I was like, oh God. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very, very good. It's very funny. Like I said, it's, I keep calling it a flatline. I don't, I don't mean to say that because flatline sounds negative. Well, I just mean it's very leveled. Everything it, it's is, very constant in what it does. Yes, it's con- yes, thank you. It's constant in its yeah, comedy. Yeah, flatline is when you're dead. Yes. <laughs> um, it's very constant in its comedy. I don't think that's a bad thing because I, I, I do kind of agree with them. I think this is, this is their most cohesive effort as a group. Um, this is the most jokes per minute, I would say, piece of work because there's a lot of like even in holy grail like it has it's nice to say knee and it has the songs and stuff like that but like there's a lot of parts in holy grail to where it's just kind of cool it's kind of funny yeah there's really high highs but very low lows and where i think i don't think uh this movie does that really uh if there's a joke it's pretty apparent right away yeah and if it's a line of jokes it keeps you going on that line my two favorite parts are when he fine when he drops the sandal and it's that whole line for like 10 minutes. I think that yeah. that all is hilarious. And then the part where he's running away from the Romans and the guy asks him to uh, <laughs> haggle haggle with oh, him. Oh, that was <laughs> And like everybody good. just keeps asking him to haggle. He's like, I don't want to haggle. Just let <laughs> me live my life. Like, yeah. I think that's one of the best parts uh, just because it's so, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah. I, I really do like this movie. I, I would really like to own this movie. I thought I did own this movie before doing this actually. I'm surprised I didn't. Um, I would like to own this yeah. movie. I do think it's worth owning, but if you can't do that, then for sure a rent. Yeah. Because even though the Pythons, the five that are left, I think, uh, four or five, I forget. They deserve the money. Like they did the work. They, they, yeah. they put in the effort. All this, this is
1: very much one of their better, Are I don't want to say their best movies, but definitely one of their better movies. Um, it's not my favorite, but I think it's their best, which is weird yeah. to say. We should probably like, cause you know, you gave your opinion on it. Yeah. And everything, we should probably get <laughs> yeah. with all of our yeah. non sequiturs to your opinion. That's true. Um, but we've been getting into soft spoilers about it, so if anything, we should like get into the nitty gritty a little bit more. Yes, that's a good idea. We very much want to talk about the details of this movie, but yeah, we're yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. We're not at that sequitur yet,
0: <laughs> so yeah. If you want to watch this movie, very easy to watch right now in the United States. Netflix can't do it on YouTube or Google. Got to own it there, right?
1: Yeah, you have the, on Google Play and on YouTube. It yeah. is twelve ninety nine if you want to own it on that service,
0: and then Amazon is a uh, three ninety nine. Yes. Uh, if you want to watch it, highly recommended. I think all of us agree you should at least go and check it out. Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll be right back with more uh, stuff behind the scenes and some spoiler talk. And a uh, quick synopsis of the movie it is basically what we said before. It's just uh, Brian of Nazareth is a messiah uh, around a bunch of messiahs at that time, as well as Jesus being there. And while there are a bunch of followers of Jesus, there are also, randomly, a bunch of followers of Brian. Yeah. and he, Even though he doesn't want it. Yeah. And he just inadvertently gets a bunch of followers, and they do everything and misinterpret everything that he does as something bigger and more important, until eventually, the foolishness of everybody around him leads to his crucifixion due to no fault of his own.
1: I guess we can also say that he was part of an anti-Roman cult at one point in time. Which kind of also causes death in a weird way.
0: Yeah.
2: So just going to start in a random position. The sandal scene that we love talk about. Yeah. I really love it because in my mind, it's like the perfect showcase of random denomination split. Yes, yes, yes. Because yes. like, you know, you have the Christians and then that goes into like, I'm going to probably be completely wrong with religion because I just There's know- a good chance
1: we're going to offend somebody with this episode, but we probably offend at least one person for each episode yeah. we have. Let's be fair.
2: Yeah. Yeah, oh, at least. I guess, just as a quick thing. So I grew up in a household that was 50% Christian and 50% Catholic. And because of that, it's just all one religion to me. And I know that's incorrect. <laughs> But it's all just Christianity to me, and I know Catholic, it should probably
1: be Catholic because they're way older, but...
0: I mean, I mean uh, Christianity has come from Catholicism. Yeah, I was going like. to
1: say, if you want to get into like the nitty-gritty of it, they're just different sects of the same religion. Right, but, yeah. like, that's but kinda... uh, Once again, we're going to offend somebody saying that, even though I will fight someone to, for that, to, you know... I drive that or fight someone.
0: But
2: it just is amazing, because like, you have the sandal, right before that, they were all completely on board with the gourd.
3: They yes, are, yes. <laughs> they are all
2: in the belief that the gourd is the sign that will save them all. But then the sandal comes in, so immediately you have the split of people being like, "Wait, the sandals important?" and the, the old believers of the gourd, yes, asserting that the gourd <laughs> is important. But then the sandals have the split of what the sandal represents. Yeah, and it's just amazing because it like, it just perfectly you still have, capsules like, yeah. how similar denominations are to each other but they can't agree yeah and it ultimately leads to conflict as
0: well Mm -hmm. and just like it's such a small simple thing it's just his 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 sandal fell and because they're so dead set on him being this messiah and leading them to like a holy land or to something better they all have to like find a message out of this very simple (laughs) thing like one is like we need to leave the sandal here and follow in the path of the sandal with only one shoe and he's like, no, no, we have to gather all the sandals. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, no, this is, a, this is a lie. We have to follow the gourd still. Like, yeah, it's so good. And it's such like a quick lampoon and such a clever lampoon of people who follow religion.
1: It w- well, what I really liked about it, honestly, was it started off simple. It started off with him falling off of a ledge, hiding from Romans. Yeah. And like falling into the place of somebody who was just spewing out nonsense and realized other people were spewing out nonsense, and so he just started saying, like, oh, be kind to one another, and why should we be kind to that guy over there? It's like, just, just be kind to everyone. Like, well, and, like, nobody wanted to agree with him, like, everybody was against him until he realized that... He was in the middle of trying to say something that they were going to disagree with him again, mm-hmm. but the Romans were gone, so he's like, fuck it, I'm out of here. I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, just finish that sentence. Like, no, I'm out of here. No, no, finish the sentence. He's trying to keep a secret from us. It's a secret from us. We need to figure out what the secret is. Is it the secret to life? Is it the secret to eternal life? They, they
2: didn't give a shit until he didn't have anything to say. Yeah. yeah.
1: Whatever he was trying to get away from the situation, that's when they started to care. And then... People just started following him, and then it was that sense of people are following him. He must have something important to say. More people start to follow him. One of them's holding a gourd. Something's important about that gourd. Maybe he, the gourd is our uh, holy life. We get eternal life from the gourd, and like, oh, he he's running away from us. We should follow him. Oh, he dropped a sandal. There's a reason he dropped the sandal. <laughs> yeah. like So, yeah, it just it snowballed so fast and so like consistently that it, it started off as people didn't like him and had didn't care what he had to say to like, they just hang on every single word and every little thing is important. Yeah. For yes. no reason.
2: Well, and, like, I love because like, even they have, when they start like following him, when they eventually catch him, they're like, we've been following you for miles. We're so hungry. And he's like, I didn't tell you to follow me. I didn't, <laughs> you can
0: eat. There's food over there. Like, oh, you provided food. A miracle. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's always been there. You idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: yeah. It's just really, again, like it's just the encapsulation of like, a lot of things like people who are way too into religion where they use they end up clouding their judgments using it stuff yes. like that. I also will say so because that's such a big part that's obviously what everyone talks about but like going into this I thought that would be the whole
0: movie. Right, right because it sounds like that would be the concentration of it and it's right. really not.
2: No, it's actually like it barely is an act of the movie I'd argue because it ends before it's. Even, it doesn't. One, it doesn't even get resolved.
0: No, no. that's classic Python. Right. I, I don't, <laughs>
2: I'm not just, saying
1: that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like it doesn't even bother. But like, like this is still something in the background. But we're gonna focus on this instead. But
2: like it's it's really the shortest part of the movie that is a cohesive part because there's a longer part where they're trying to get the Romans out of there.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that part,
2: which ultimately also leads to nothing, of course, but it's also less significant. Is more time than the
0: central part. Yes, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, like,
2: I, some of it probably is the Monty, the Python's, like, diverting expectations, yada, yada. But... Right.
0: Um, their, their thing is, uh, whenever they were starting off uh, writing Python, is um, they always hated how all these old classic shows, they had. there was this anticipation of build-up, 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 joke, and sketch. And that was just the way it was. It was just you had to build it up. And at the very end, if you didn't end on a punchline, then you failed as a comedian and a sketch comedy. And so they wanted to not do that. They thought that that was a disservice to the jokes and to the comedy. And so they decided whenever they thought that the sketch was over, that's when it was over. Right. It didn't have to end with a joke. Just when they were bored with it, that's when it's done. (laughs) And so like, I think you see that a lot in the movies that they did. And then especially with the sketch show way back when. Yeah. Is it would just be like jokes, jokes. Conversation, conversation, animation part, lead into the next sketch. Because they were just done. They didn't have anything else for it.
2: Like, it really shows how influential Monty Python is, just on everything. Not not just American culture, but like European culture. Like, the only thing that I could say is like Asian culture doesn't have that, but also, you know, that makes sense considering where they are. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just amazing. Because, like, you're right. And, like, there's such a focus on you need to have. A one joke and that's the sketch but 25 is like no we'll do fucking spam where that, the joke yes. is not stupid and there's just spam everywhere
0: yeah can I have something without spam um, why would you want anything without spam yeah. we have well, spam. spam and
2: eggs doesn't have much spam in it yes exactly
0: yes yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's just they're just so
0: influential and in even however many decades we're at now I think we're at 40 years with Python's being like in the public eye. Right. Um right now, uh John Cleese, Eric Idle, they're late 70s, early 80s. Like they're old old men. Yeah. And I'm going to say they look fucking fantastic for being as insanely <laughs> old as they are.
2: <laughs> they found um, the they found the fountain of youth. That's just
0: I honestly you say <laughs> it was that but like this... kind of cuz like they still have that very dumb immature uh humor about them a little bit. Except for maybe John Cleese He's maybe, <laughs> he's maybe a stick in the mud. Um, <laughs> but, like, Eric Idle, in interviews, like, he's just still very sil- silly. Um, Graham, when he was alive, even at the end, he died of, uh, unfortunately, died of throat cancer. But, like, even him, at the very end, was just full of jokes. Um, he was dealing with it when they were filming Meaning of Life. He was going through uh, treatments and everything. Man, that guy has tragic life, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but they all are just very, very silly. And they just right. make really dumb jokes still. And, like... You say, like, they found the fountain of youth, like, as a joke, but, like, I kind of think they did. Like, they stayed young at heart, and, like, I think that's kind of kept them young. Well,
2: like, that's one of the, it's something that I personally follow a lot. You, just because you get older doesn't mean you have to grow up.
0: Right, yes, yeah. exactly. Like, and to be
1: fair, like, we know quite a few people like that who are still super immature, even in their 80s and 90s.
0: Yeah, but, like, yeah. there's. I think there's two ways to go about it. You can be, like, an adult and be immature and just still have fun, or you can be, like, just an asshole who never grew up. Yeah. And I think, like, they're the former. They're just right. very immature and silly because, like, that's just what they enjoy doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I would like to think
1: that we're like that because I feel like me, like, we're all responsible adults in here, um, but we just have a... <laughs> I'm not very... I don't have a job anymore.
0: I, okay, I, me I, and Dry
1: are responsible
0: adults. Friday, I literally spent 20 minutes laying on the ground while my boss... Uh, taped an outline of me. Was that, did, did they film that? I have pictures. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, yeah, like, but never, like, you get what I mean, though. All right, like, so Robbie is a responsible at <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm saying, like, in general, we're not, like, giant asshole, like, ir- right. irresponsible assholes right, or anything like yeah. that, you know? But uh, we do have that immature sense of humor because we just find it funny.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, do has seen the dumb stuff I'll laugh at. Sometimes it's just like <laughs> a picture of a duck, but someone drew a hand on it.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah it's, <laughs> true, it's
2: true. So something that I think a lot of people don't understand is why random humor is so funny. And it's one of the things that Monty Python gets really good. A lot of random humor isn't about everyone's over-the-top reactions. In fact, it's often the opposite. A lot of reasons random humor can work, especially in like Monty Python is that no one actually thinks it's
0: ridiculous. Yes, everybody is very straight-faced. Like,
2: a big thing... So, one of the first things that happens in this movie is there is a stoning, and they have a (laughs) rule where women aren't allowed at stoning because it's written. Yes. So, to get past
0: it... All the women have to, all the women wear beards. And there's so many women. Like, it's yeah. mostly women is yes. the funny thing. <laughs> there's, like, maybe
1: two guys in that entire crowd, and the rest are women wearing beards. Yes.
2: Right. So, like, but, like, so that's such a nonsensical thing, but you don't, like, the people in the sketch don't know, and that's one of the vital things to random and absurdist humor is that
0: they don't know how absurd it is. Right. Yeah. Because,
2: yeah. like, that's what a lot of, like, growing up someone around the age of the internet and, like, 07 to 012 to 12 12, 2012 um that's the thing that like a lot of big companies never understood about the internet is why random memes are so funny so when they try to do it they don't get it so they are like lol so random it's a pineapple and that's how the characters act so it doesn't make sense that it's so funny
0: yeah like going back to that stoning scene like something that at like a cafeteria would make sense of like you broke the rule, like, you threw a stone before <laughs> I said to throw the stone, go to the back of the line. Like, right. okay, you took a roll before I said to take a roll, go to the back of the line. Like, it's something that would be very common and, like, handled very, very normally, very adult, like, very yeah. mature. Like, hey, you broke a rule, go back to back of the line, okay, I'll do it. But it's such this insane scenario of there's a bunch of women in fake beards pretending <laughs> to be men, so and they one stone of them broke the rule that they couldn't stone someone. Yeah. Yet. And so, like, yes, 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 they did it before they were supposed to, and like, that's the insane thing is because it's so so simple. And everybody takes it so seriously. Like, this is just the world they live in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's only silly to us. It's not silly to them. Right. That's what makes it so good.
1: I think parts that make it funny, too, is, like, where they keep on accidentally breaking character within their own rules. It's just like,
0: all right, who threw that stone? (laughs) She did! She did!
1: He did! He did! He did! Yeah. (laughs) And then, like, it starts off with, like, someone throws one stone at the guy who's supposed to be stone, and then someone accidentally, or not even accidentally, just uh, because they're not supposed to say... uh, Jehovah. Yeah, Jehovah. Oh, uh, you're not supposed to say Jehovah, and so someone throws a stone at him because he said not to say Jehovah, but he said Jehovah, so they throw a right. the stone at him. Yeah, he t- and, did it too. Yeah, and then they put that person at <laughs> the back of the line, then, like, he accidentally says it again, and no, then he's he gets like, stoned. Oh,
2: no stoning until I say so, until I blow this whistle, even if someone says Jehovah. And then he just gets pummeled <laughs> by a
1: million rocks.
2: And the guy who's supposed to get stoned, it's like, it just goes. Yeah, he just... He leaves. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... <laughs> And he's in, he's in other parts of the movie, too, which is great. Um, yeah. I think that that is a really, really funny joke, but it's also kind of, I don't know, it was one of the things that I I saw in an interview that they were doing, I think it was Eric Idle that said it, maybe it had been John Cleese, I don't remember, it was one of the two. Uh, They're very outspoken. Um, But they were saying, like, even today, they're glad that it's offensive. Like, it's not offensive for the most part. In, like, a mean way, it's offensive in, like, it doesn't follow normal conservative values. Right. Like... It's if very on-the-nose sho- ridiculous. Yeah, if you show this to your parents, they'll be offended and think it's crazy and weird. And you show it to a kid, they'll think it's very silly and funny. Yeah. It's very much like a rebellious sort of nature to the whole thing. Yeah. And, like, even though it's back in Jesus times, <laughs> um, it's still very kind of political, right? Yeah. Right. Um, like, there's there's laws today that people follow, but they don't know why they follow them. They follow them because it's a law. And that's kind of like the Stonian thing. Like, they throw stones and they stone people because they say Jehovah, but they don't understand why it's wrong to say Jehovah. They've just been yeah. told people who say Jehovah are bad. Well, right, because, yeah.
2: like, the reason the guy's on stoning is because he said, <laughs> he said this ham was so good it's fit for Jehovah.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: A positive thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, all, all around positive. And, like, they just, it's, it doesn't register that he said something positive. It's just that he said the thing they said not to say.
2: Even like growing up, I had a friend who uh, took the uh, "Thou shall not use the Lord's name in vain" very, very like seriously. Yeah, to the point where he got annoyed if I said "God dang it." Really? Yeah, that oh, actually wow. happened
1: to me. Our our grandmother, who was very, very Catholic, extremely Catholic. Yeah, I said "Gosh darn it" one time, and she told me not to take the Lord's name in vain, even though. <laughs> even say. Gosh. Yeah, I, I was six when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I got in trouble for saying, gosh, darn it.
0: That sounds like a grandma thing. Yeah.
1: And yeah. it's actually one of those things, like you said, it's very on the nose of something like that. Like, you're not supposed to say, like, God damn it. Like, well, that's the, the thing whole, is, like, like, on the nose of don't the It's still take a the Lord's misconstruction
2: name in vain. Of, the, of the reason you're not supposed to say it. Like, again, like, a point that they keep constantly making in the movie is the misconstruction. Because, like, thou shalt not use the Lord's name in vain is not don't say God damn it. It's don't kill someone and then say you did it for God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's just something that's so cool about this movie. Even if I think their other work is strong, like this movie, despite its silly nature, still has a really good point. Yeah, <laughs> it, does. it does. It's still like, I love Holy Grail, but like there's not like an underlying theme other than maybe something about authority.
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this movie's like, Hey, uh, maybe don't take religious religion so seriously.
0: Yeah, like, that's kind of it, really. Like, if you, like, boil it down, like, hey, maybe just, like, be a good person, and if you're religious, that's cool, but, like, don't build your life around these things, because everybody else is doing that, and they think something different, too. It's not the thing that's important, it's what it turns you into that matters, and people... I think, forget that.
2: This is getting a lot deeper than you would think it, it, a Mighty really, Fawthon movie yeah, would be. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> expect this. Um,
0: let's get into some weird stuff about right. the movie. Uh, so, the entire idea for this movie, uh, for as deep as the conversation we've been having, right. came from a very silly, silly interview. I'd imagine. Um, they were out touring in the United States, journalists uh, asked, when they, were, uh, when they were preparing Holy Grail, that's important, yeah. I guess. Um, they were premiering Holy Grail, and they were on an interview, Eric Idle was, and they're like... Wow, this is such a great movie. What's your next movie? And jokingly, his answer was Jesus Christ's lust for glory.
2: <laughs> and everyone got mad.
0: No, uh, oh. they thought it was very funny, very silly, like ha ha ha. Um, and then eventually they like were at a pub one night, just like having a couple drinks, unwinding, and they're like, You know what though? What if <laughs> and like they started like making jokes like, Okay, well what if like Jesus was like getting crucified, right? And since he was like a carpenter, he's like, No, 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 don't put that there, put that there, or else I'm gonna fall. and like stuff like that and they're like okay well we can't do that obviously because that is pretty bad um and so like they eventually wound it down and wound it down to what it became but there were a lot of ideas of what it could have been before it got to where it is it wasn't always what it was supposed to be it was going to be jesus christ originally didn't get there um they're like okay so what if we make it about the unknown 13th disciple (laughs) brian who was just always kind of On the side. Like, he never really made it to the big events. He wasn't, like, (laughs) at the Sermon on the Mountain or anything like that. He was supposed to go to the Last Supper, but, like, his wife uh, kept him behind that night. (laughs) And then, like, he got questions, so he didn't make it on time. And, like, all that kind of, like, he was just always one step behind, so he's the forgotten disciple. And eventually, like, no, no, that doesn't quite work. There's some things that aren't very funny and still very close to Jesus. Right. People don't like that. And eventually they got to Brian. Yeah. Brian of Nazareth, to where it really doesn't have anything to do with God. There's literally, like, two scenes with Jesus. You get baby Jesus at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then you get uh, the Sermon on the Mountain. Yeah. Um, and that's it, like, that you see. Yeah. And I think and it's f- very respectful when you right. see those Oh, songs. yeah, like, very much
1: so. Like, I think it, it is very much, like you said, with Brian the 13th disciple. I think they kind of still put that in for that scene, wherever he was having, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, I know, Blessed are the meek, for they shall, are shall inherit the earth, and, like, that whole speech yes, that he yeah, gave. Yeah. And, um... He's there, but he's so far in the back that he can't hear what's going on. Right, and With people bunch are so, so far people. away
0: they can't hear. And they're like, oh, blessed are the cheesemakers. Cheesemakers, what have they done? I don't think it's meant to be taken literally. I think he means anybody in <laughs> dairy the dairy business. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's hilarious. It's like, uh, which I guess also goes on to like the whole like misconstrued views on religion too, because people will take certain aspects of different verses and. Use it to try to drive their certain point home. Right.
0: Yeah. I Honestly, I think you could get like any random verse from the Bible and give it to 20 people. And, and when you come back, you're going to have two or three different meanings to what that verse is.
1: I was actually going to say you probably have 20 different meanings to it, but yeah, yeah. you are right. <laughs> um,
0: like people just take what they want from it from their own upbringing. Like right. if they've been brought up a very specific way, they read something, they're going to take it a very specific way. Right. And so they're going to keep putting all that same kind of energy out and all the same kind of words and ideas out uh, until... Yeah, and you get all of the sects of religion that we have now, basically.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I I will say it's actually kind of funny how you're talking about them wanting like Jesus. I think they actually still wrote it where you could easily have Brian be Jesus and have a very
1: similar movie. Yeah,
0: you could. Yeah.
2: And another thing i actually was surprised. so i thought the ending was actually gonna have brian next to jesus at the end like to, yeah.
1: like he was the thief that jesus was like oh you'll come with me to heaven like i don't want to go to heaven i want to go back home no just like that
2: he'd be like look and then you just
0: see jesus again like right now.
2: like again like putting it in the sense that like they were so like intertwined in yeah. their journey
0: <laughs> that, that would have been really funny
2: yeah i think they probably couldn't get
1: away with that right because they can't get away with
2: not using jesus yeah. right
1: <laughs> it may have been like that like well we we can't exactly have that so how about we have a musical instead at the end oh that is amazing that is yeah. the best way to end this movie. by the
0: way that the song ends with uh always look on the bright side alive yeah um that was the version you hear in the film was recorded when they went to a hotel room like they had started <laughs> recording it on set that day um at the crosses at the end when they're all getting crucified and then eric idol went to his hotel room he's like you know what? I think it needs to be a little more cockney. At least it needs to be more like up. It's uh, like a little more up in the head, like up in the sky, like in cockney and kind of like very human instead of, yeah. he, uh, originally it was very Disney, very clean, very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, okay, we have to redo the recording. And so they got all their mattresses at their hotel room, put them up against the wall, and the recording you hear in the movie is literally them recording from a hotel room. <laughs> oh,
2: that's amazing.
0: That was later in the movie. It's kind of insane.
2: Is that
1: why they cut so much in that in the current version? Probably,
0: yes. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> kind of like the movie we watched last week of how sometimes the audio doesn't exactly sync up with <laughs> yes. the video, so they have these weird cuts in there for that reason.
0: Uh, there is also one time where, uh, talking about cuts, John Cleese very clearly says, Cunt. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you can't they
1: do ha- that in America.
0: No, you can't do that there at the time either. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, they had to overdub it, but you can very clearly see that they didn't bother like not showing his face when he says it, so you can see the word "cunt" come out of his mouth, but you hear something very different. Uh, um, I, I think I missed that part because I wasn't then I'd again, I wasn't to, looking like, for it either. See it, yeah, probably. Yeah. But if you saw it again, you'd, you'd know. yeah, right. Yeah, there's like a lot of weird stuff about John Cleese actually. Um, like how everybody is basically nude at the end on the crosses too. Yeah. Um, he's the only one with clothes on because it was actually very cold because they were filming it in the morning <coughs> and he didn't like how cold it was so he wore clothes amazing like kind of reminds <laughs> me of uh so there's also a lot of things about this movie being made uh that went with the controversy mm-hmm. um the company that was originally supposed to produce this movie emi was a british uh production company the guy who like read it they like gave him the script he's like oh my god this is hilarious like we have to make this movie. And so like right there on the spot, they made a deal. Like they signed some stuff, like saying we're making this movie. And then they got it to the head honcho of EMI. And he read it. And apparently there is a literal quote around what he said about it is, we cannot put this out. Are they trying to fucking crucify me? <laughs> um, which is... Did not see the irony. Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like they backed out. I'm not even kidding. It was Thursday that week. And EMI backed out. They backed out that Thursday. And all of the crew, they were already set. To fly out Saturday. Oh, Jesus. Yes.
1: So it's like, all right, we're, well, I guess I'll see you in a couple of months, honey. I'm going to fly out to go
0: film this movie. Like Literally all the crew, they had all of the sets starting to get built, all of the clothes, everything, all the costumes. And then two days beforehand, they're like, we can't do this. We're backing out. And so they backed out. And so
2: I hope they, they good sued point. EMI. Yeah.
0: And they sued them good. They all made a nice chunk of money. They made, they paid for all the money back and some. Um, The thing that, though, what happened is they sued them and EMI settled out of court because they were very wrong to do that. Yeah, They settled out of court under one condition. There was a secrecy clause. They were not allowed to talk about it (laughs) at all. They couldn't say anything about the deal. They would get the money, but they could never talk about it ever in their life, which means they would also not get to uh, do anything with Life of Brian in the script. Gotta Um, love NDAs. Right. Here's the thing. They all went to very prestigious schools, and John (laughs) Cleese went to a very prestigious law school. And you can't do that. (laughs) Um, You can have a secrecy clause. He's like, the one time in my life I ever got to use any of the things that I learned in law school (laughs) was that I quickly pointed out to them that they didn't have a secrecy clause about the secrecy clause. (laughs) (laughs) So I can talk about the secrecy clause. And what was contained within the secrecy clause, because there's no secret about what was in the secrecy clause. Yeah. (laughs) So, they eventually have all got to talk about it and keep their money. <laughs> nice. That's pretty great. So, yeah. Uh, so, if you're trying to do a
1: contract, make sure you cover your yeah. bases. Cover, get I get wonder why in contracts, like, if you ever sign a contract and it's just, like, page after page after page or, like, uh, sign the terms and, uh, terms and services on something on a computer and just, like, takes forever to read through all of it, that's the reason why. It's because yeah. they feel like they need to cover every last little speck of dust.
0: Yeah, because John Cleese will yes. come at your ass and be like, well, you didn't say I couldn't. So. Yeah, no, yeah, you're just trying to
2: sign
1: for your work. He was like, excuse
0: you. Uh, actually, you forgot. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Shows up. <laughs> um, but since EMI pulled out and they couldn't find the funding, they went to anywhere to try and find the money. Uh, eventually, Eric Ida went to the United States to try and find funding, uh, which he found in a place that I didn't know until this week. He had a lot of rock star friends. True. Like a lot. He just yeah. was in that scene. He partied a lot. That's kind of what he did. Uh, he made music. He's the one who writes all the music for yeah for all of their stuff. So, so of course he has musician friends, right? Um, he went to George Harrison of the Beatles, <laughs> <laughs> and he like started talking to him about like the movie they're trying to make, Life of Brian, and like it's like lampooning religion and all this stuff. And he gives him like the whole spiel, like, "Okay, I'll give you guys the money." <laughs> like, "Oh, great. Uh, what do you want?" "Well, what do you mean?" <laughs> "Well, what do you want for giving us the money?" "Like, well, how much do you want from me?" He's like, "No, I just, I just want to see the movie." Yeah. I'm like, wait, really? That's all you want? Like, you don't want anything else? No, I just want to see the movie. And so Eric I was like, that's maybe the most, like, expensive ticket that I've ever sold to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> because he gave them $4 million to make Damn. this movie under the stipulations that he wanted to see this movie. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so, uh, last big fun fact uh, about, about Life of Brian. Uh, for the 25-year anniversary, uh, for three release in the United States. Mm-hmm. They uh they happened to fall on a very strange time in the United States for a twenty fifth anniversary. Um came out two months after Passion of the Christ. Oh Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I am all for that. So like that was completely by mistake. Yeah. But like how perfect is that?
1: <laughs> Damn you, Mel Gibson!
0: <laughs> That's a, the fact that they
2: didn't even back down is better too. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I know they only have one twenty-fifth anniversary,
0: but like exactly, yeah. exactly. It's just so perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. that, that is so pretty like, perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, all those
2: people talk about Fast to the Christ. Oh, there's another co- religion
0: movie, Life of Brian, now. We are, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, The last thing, I guess, is that, like I mentioned before, this movie's budget was $4 million. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, George Harrison. (laughs) Um, Opening weekend wasn't great, Mm $140,000, but it was a Python movie, and they took it on tour. Like, old movies they did. They would take it from town to town to town, across the country, across the world. Uh, Eventually, it made $21 million. Nice. Very slow build movie that eventually just, I think, still kind of rocks rocks the world in a way yeah it rocks does your
2: socks off well
0: like it, it's one of those things too because like i remember reading it like
1: before i even knew that this was a movie i think the only movie i'd ever heard of her monty python was still the holy grail yeah and then i heard our uh, i looked up life of brian and i was like oh yeah this was banned everywhere i was like why was this movie banned everywhere and then i saw that <laughs> clip of uh, all the guys on the crucifix singing look on the bright side of life and I was like okay yeah i can see that now <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: i know i'm like from a different i'm like how much we've progressed as a society in regards to all that stuff. But it's so silly to me that this was a banned movie. Yeah, man. There's so much in... Nowadays, you get away with so much worse. This, the most is they say bad words in this movie, and like not even that bad, really. Yeah. No, like they say we've said worse on this. Yeah, we have. Oh, Actually, yeah. Dry is proving because he's yeah. <laughs> he said the c-word on this episode.
1: Yeah, he said the c-word, and they were afraid to do that in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, around that time too, like a, another good example is um, I, I don't know if it was the same year or not. I'm gonna look it up really quick. But uh, that movie, A Clockwork Orange, mm-hmm. like that movie apparently. That movie scared Stanley Kubrick to the point where he fought to have it be NC-17. <laughs> like, no, yeah. seriously. Because uh, people, like it was one of those... It's another one of those... I don't want to say like an origin of a serial killer movie, but like kind of taxi driver-ish of like showing like somebody you, being you can't, insane. You can't
0: use that to explain to me.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think of a movie that you may have seen or at least heard of that would be a good example of that.
0: There's none. Yeah. There's none. He hasn't seen them. But it's supposed to be like... <laughs>
1: an ultra violent movie about these uh about like, you know, the delinqu- delinquents of the night and like, you know, doing mm-hmm. all this horrible things and stuff like that. And like it, that movie legitimately starts off with them beating the shit out of a homeless guy and then breaking to someone's house and like raping this guy's wife in front of him. And like that movie in comparison to movies that come out today is super fucking mild. Oh, like yeah. I remember watching that movie and it was a good movie. I did enjoy it. Like it had a good storyline and everything, but like, Whenever I heard it's supposed to be like this super ultra-violent movie that got an X rating for its day because of how violent it was, and I was like, okay, like I, I guess we've changed a lot of society because I've seen way worse than that.
0: Well, I think uh, in Kubrick's defense, it's one of the first movies to where people uh, sympathized and empathized yeah. with the villains more than they did for the people that were actually being threatened and hurt. Oh. And so you would get people coming out of the movie being like, man, he's such a cool villain. I want to be just like him. Um, And so Kubrick saw it, He's like... Oh, fucking assholes are watching this. Yeah, uh, they shouldn't be allowed to watch this. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. It
1: was uh, they called themselves the Drogies, wasn't it? And like, people started dressing up as them and like going out around the town dressed up like them. And he had this moment of, oh my god, what have I done?
0: Yeah, basically. And so
1: that's why he fought so hard to make it NC seventeen to say like. You're not supposed to like look at these characters. Yeah, you're
0: not supposed to like them. Yeah, it's (laughs) a
1: good example of something like that. Actually, is I think the movie that I watched a couple nights ago at work, Joker.
0: Yeah, because people
1: sympathize with him because like they kind of show him as being like this downed guy who like life just kicked him over and over and over again, and like so they made him sympathetic, and so people started looking at him as almost this anti-hero instead of what he is, a villain, horrible villain. Yeah,
2: man, people are the reason we can't have good villains in
1: media. Right?
3: Really? Yeah.
1: Because that's kind of the whole idea of a good villain. Like a good villain is a movie to where this person doesn't look at themselves as a villain. They look at themselves as justified for doing something horrible. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, But with that, <laughs> uh, I say let's get to our final thoughts here. All right. We'll start with was, you, Rob.
1: I was going to say this. I don't know if you knew about that fun fact or not. The biggest dickest part of that movie. That man has a gigantic so, dick? No, uh, so th- this is... <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I, actually, I guess you can be the judge for yourself because the guy who played Biggest Dickus is also the guy who played Brian. It is. So you oh. see, and you do see his dick in the movie, so... It is oh, moderate. Dickus. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but um, during that scene, uh, what I heard, I don't know how true this is because like, it's something I read on the internet, but just the thought of it makes that scene so much funnier to me, is the guys who played the guards in that scene... They weren't actors. They were just extras there. And I, <laughs> I guess the director of that movie told them, because you're guards, because you're supposed to just stand there and look intimidating, you cannot laugh during this scene. If you laugh, we will not pay you. <laughs> and so that scene where that guy is just trying so hard not to laugh while he's like inches away from his face saying, do you find it uh, humorous when I say biggest, <laughs> like in him just trying not to laugh so hard, it's just a guy going like, I need to pay my rent. I need to- my rent. This is to, laugh. like, fucking with the yeah, guy. It, they were just fucking with the poor
2: guy. <laughs> I definitely believe they're extras, especially because of a scene later where <laughs> the... I don't know what his name is. I'm going to call him Not Brian because he... <laughs> like, does he have a name? Do you know? Which guy? The one that, like, is like, ah, I'm just joshing you guys. Oh, I don't know his character name, but he's played by Eric Idle. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> so, him... He's like joking with his guard, and this guard cannot keep a straight face.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah!
2: Yeah, (laughs) I don't, I don't remember the joke. (laughs) He's basically
0: like mocking him, like in that very old British style of humor. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, because
2: he's like, "Oh man, I'm very tired." He and the guard's like, "Shut up!" He's like, "Oh, what you gonna do?" Yeah, what are
0: you going to do? I'm going to punish you. Oh, yeah, going to take away my right to be crucified? Oh, no. What yeah, am I going to do for my afternoon? He's just
1: like, <laughs> he's like God damn But yeah, apparently, yeah, those guys are just extras, and they told him for that scene in particular that they cannot laugh or else they will not get paid. So it was Monty Python fucking with a bunch of extras, which made that scene so much funnier because you can tell that they're just like, I can't laugh. I can't laugh. I need this job kind of mentality, and it just makes it so much funnier. That's pretty great. Yeah.
2: But here we go with the final
1: thoughts. And you were
2: saying Robbie shall start us off.
1: Yeah, Robbie, start us with the final thoughts. So, like I said, it is very much a Monty Python movie. It is. And there are, like I said, some on the no stuff about, you know, not to take religion so, so seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of live a good life. And I don't want to say don't bother other people, but <laughs> be excellent yeah. to one another. Or yeah. Whatever, all that yeah. Has. There you go. Because I guess even Brian says it during that scene is just like, tell us what to do, Messiah. Leave me alone! And then they won't leave him alone because they're just hanging on his every word. Like, So it is very much this mix of silly, silly humor, and some of it is completely out of left field, like whenever he falls off those stairs and then gets abducted by aliens for... yes, I 10, forgot! ...for like 30 seconds of that movie, and then it crashes, and it never talks about it again. Yeah,
0: why not? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's completely random. Like, why did he survive falling off those stairs? Aliens. <laughs> From like completely... Off the wall humor like that to like some very, you know, be kind to others, but don't, uh, but don't take it too seriously kind of Mm -hmm. message. So, and it, it does a very good job of going between those without it being like this crazy whiplash jump cut between the two of them. Right, right. And but I will agree with Dryad this movie is also a very long walk for a very short drink of water, mm-hmm. but that short drink of water is very much worth it, but it's not perfect. So I would say <laughs> this movie, it's it's a solid 7 out of 10. Like, it is a good movie. It is definitely worth watching. It is better than the average movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right, E. Yes, Uh, like I've been saying, I think this is a funny movie. I still, of course, think the start is a little too slow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but ultimately, it knows what it's doing, and I think it does it well. I would not... Like Jirai would say, I don't think I would say there's a joke that doesn't land. And it's surprisingly relevant. Something we just kind of avoided. Like, they do talk about there's one character who is a man who wishes he was a woman. Yes. Right. And, like, he always is fighting to have and woman added to, like, all their clauses and stuff. Right. And
1: they're just like, well, that would just take too long to put man and woman. It just starts as such a silly joke, too. Because it's like,
0: oh, yes, inclusive, adding women to it. Because they're like, every man and woman it's like such a silly thing. And then it goes to like, why are you so persistent about this being in there? I want to be a woman. (laughs) Right. Like, what? I feel more comfortable that way. I would like to be a woman now. I'd
1: like you guys to call me
0: whatever he said he wanted. Loretta, I think.
1: I want to be Loretta from now on.
0: But like, I love, and that
2: actually has more resolution than the most of the movie. Because (laughs) at the end, they're not calling each other brother and sister just... Siblings. Now yes. they don't, <laughs> and yes. it's great. And like, and they actually they... do call Loretta for the rest yeah, of the movie too. Wishes, and it's great. And again, surprisingly relevant. Yes, yes. But um, it's a good movie. And like, something I really They don't like take the piss out of them though. Like, it's a, it is a joke, but like, it's not really mean. It's, it's not, not at like... the expense, right? So ultimately like, that's a lot of the jokes in this. None of the jokes are at the expense of anyone. I'd argue. The yeah. most is they are a bit at the expense of the disabled for a bit, but that pays off pretty well, too. Not to say you can be a jerk to disabled <laughs> if right. <that> you're funny, <laughs> but, like, I think that's just a bit of the time more than anything. Because, like, Monty Python actually did have a lot of jokes about, like, men wanting to be a woman. The Lumberjack, as dry showed me the other.
0: Yes, the uh, Lumberjack and I'm okay uh, sketch. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. But
2: uh everything said this is a very solid movie very very much recommended to everyone uh gonna go ahead give it a seven
0: cool and yeah i just kind of have to puppet what you guys have said it's a very 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 solid movie dry this movie's about being an individual take your own choices mister hold on a second
1: you're supposed to haggle with this. <laughs> I want to give this movie a six. <laughs> a six? Oh, come on now. You have to really haggle with it now. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs>
1: ten out of ten? There you go. I don't think it's worth a ten out of ten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's really good. It is the most Python that Python could ever be, yeah. I think. It has a lot of the great silly stuff. It has a lot of very dry wit to it, but it does, it's not my favorite Python. It's the best Python, which I know is a very strange thing to say. It, like you were saying, it's the best Python, but not the strongest. Yeah. For me, uh, I, I honestly like their next movie the most, because it's basically just a very long episode of Flying Circus, which I think is very, very good. Yeah. Um, Meaning of Life is, is extremely fun and incredibly underrated. But yeah, I I really, really do like this movie, and... There's some stuff that gets funnier and funnier every time you watch it, like most Python stuff. Yeah. Um, and you just pick out smaller things every time. And it's just a really, it's a joy to watch. It is. It, it's
1: a, it is also a very quotable movie, but it's very Python to be very quotable. Yes, yes. Right.
0: A lot of punchy one-liners. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. I, I, it deserves an eight, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's an extremely solid. It's not the worst Python. It's not the best Python. Yeah. That's going to that's do it for us, I think. All right. Uh, Thank you guys for joining.
1: Of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think of it this this way. Like I was telling you guys earlier, I've been working six days a week recently. So the one day off that I actually have, I choose to spend it here because I enjoy doing this with you guys. Like a sucker. (laughs) Yeah. Like the sucker that I am.
2: (laughs) If people want to get a hold of us, e where can they do that? We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. The Last One's In and The Last One's Podcast, respectively, I believe. If you want to send us an email, let us know your favorite Monty Python sketch. You can do that at the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Fair Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. There you go. Send us random quotes, and we'll forget we asked, and you'll just, <laughs> we'll just see them. And like, why, do, why does why do
0: people just say I'm a lumberjack? What? Well, that goes in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys are out there protesting at all, um. You're doing great work. Thank you. Be safe about it. Yes. Be very, very safe about it. Uh, Gloves, masks, hats, shoes, obviously. Hand sanitizer. Yes. uh, Whatever you can do to be safe. Please get tested. Um, There's a lot of really great testing things out there in in, in most states, I would say. And a lot of them are free. And it's uh, it's extremely important to, while you're out there doing that, to keep COVID in mind. I have a dear friend who is going through COVID and her whole family has been uh, ravaged by it. It's, uh, It's very heartbreaking. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I would, I would say please, please be careful out there with all of that going on. If you're not out protesting, um, stay home. Uh, it's honestly the best thing you can do for yourself and everybody else. It can be kind of boring sometimes to stay alone, but it'll help you stay alive. There it is. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Uh, all right. Bye. <laughs>
1: Have a good night, guys. <laughs> I could get my hands on a VHS but I have to drive <laughs> all the way down to my mom's place 170 True, miles we'll away from yeah, here. Yeah, let's take a
0: 3-hour hike. Actually, it's going to be 6 hours. 6-hour yeah, so hour, hike hour hour just- so I can no, come no, back with just some No, no. We're going to record the whole thing.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. We'll <laughs> just be the a first lot of- live. We're going to have to fit That'd this count. computer <laughs> and all the recording equipment inside my car while we drive across the state to go really
0: find long a VHS <laughs> extension cord. we have to stop every like 20 feet to connect another place. That would be just the worst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a real movie that he made. Like, back in no, 2017. No, like, is it like supposed to. Sh- what genre is this movie? <laughs> is what I'm it's trying comedy. To get at. It's comedy. What you oh. wanted
0: to say, E, is is this a real movie? <laughs> <laughs> I I I saw the words forming in your face. No, I'm just
2: trying to, like, I didn't know if it was, like, a documentary about, like, the
1: hardships that they actually go through.
2: But, But no, it's apparently just
1: Yeah. But the thing about that is, apparently, uh, because he was talking to him, or he's talking to Christopher Titus about it, and, like, the process of making the movie and everything, and he was talking about how, apparently, one of the Farley brothers, I think it was Peter Farley, Mm -hmm. uh, apparently got the script from him and, like, took 60 pages worth of stuff out of it and, like, said, like, (laughs) So he had to, like, rewrite 60 pages worth of stuff into it. Wow. But it was, uh, he liked the idea of it because it was meant to be, like, kind of start off as, like, oh, this is dumb. Like, why would you put handicapped people as police officers? And then, like, it kind of shows that, like, even though they have handicaps, like, they're still capable of doing their job correctly and everything. So it's supposed to be, like, kind of a, like, you know, it's okay to laugh at these disability jokes. But it's also meant to show, like, you know, they're still real people. And the reason, and I guess he asked him, like, do you want, like, a producer credit in this movie? And he's like, no, no, I don't. I just... I feel like you guys are actually doing this right. And whenever I help, whenever I was a producer for The Ringer, we did it wrong. And oh. I want to see it done right. And so, like, he went and critiqued the script, helped him rewrite it, and I think gave him funding for the movie so he can do it correctly. Wow. That's kind of sounds like this in a weird way. That that is really like
0: admissible. What word am I looking? For? Admirable. Admirable. Yeah, <laughs> that's admissible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't mention it anymore. Uh-huh. No, actually, that is kind of that is admirable. Like, yeah. hey, we did this before and we fucked it up. Like. You guys are doing it right. Please continue. Yeah. That's that's pretty great.
2: Cuz there's a lot of times I see especially It's, it's not quite a 4 million dollar ticket, but No, right. but I'm like that the fact that he actually was like, "Yeah, we messed up on how we depicted that." Cuz like that is something that so many people like especially
0: like celebrities just don't want to say. Yeah. yeah. Which don't be mistaken, that is a horror yeah. movie about kicking the shit out of Jesus Christ. Yeah, like
1: I I think after I watched that movie cuz Yeah, we were 15 when that came out. I remember going back to high school and them talking about that and like how powerful that movie was and everything else. And I think my commentary on that to adults, and they had a hard time arguing with me about it, was, yeah, but if this was a movie about anyone else, it would literally just be a torture flick of kicking the shit out of a guy for two hours.